fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society, allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, it is. It is a midweek celebration here on the Voice of Reason. Welcome into the show. I am Andy Hoosier. Great to have you along for the ride today. Lots of stuff to get to, lots to talk about. As usual, what a hard show yesterday. That was a tough one, wasn't it? Breaking news as we are on the show as more of the news started to actually come out with more details of what was really going on down in Texas. I know you've heard a lot about it throughout most of the day today. I'm not going to spend the entire program on this, but obviously a big issue that we need to talk about. So we'll get to that here in just a moment. Major Fred Galvin, he is a retired U.S. Marine. He's also author of the new book. Uh, a few bad men. The true story behind uh, the true story of the U.S. Marines ambushed in Afghanistan and betrayed in America. We'll talk about his experience on the withdrawing of Afghanistan, the politics here in the United States, and how the military, like usual, is used and abused in multiple different ways, and what they've had to deal with. So we'll talk about that coming up here in just a little bit. Welcome into the show. It's Andy Hoosier on the Voice of Reason, broadcasting live. Out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Great to have you along for the ride today. Your Millennial General reporting for duty today. So yesterday we were in kind of a shock response mode because that's all you can do during the news of a mass shooting at an elementary school where eight, nine, ten-year-old children are being shot to the count of now I've heard 12 Children and two teachers have been killed. Essentially, one classroom is the guy. We're also getting more information about the individual, whom is not to be named on this program, ended up killing his grandmother, was in a chase with police, a shootout with police, went into the school and really opened fire on the classroom after saying on social media that he had just killed his grandmother and was going to go kill uh, some students and go shoot up in elementary school. It was on social media. So I ask those that advocate for the gun control measures that want to take away the guns, that want more extreme background checks, that want more censorship, where were you when he announced exactly what he was going to do on social media before he actually did it? I don't want to get into too much of that because what we need to do now is as hard as it is, and as you know me and what I talked about on the program yesterday, this is a very emotional segment for me and a very emotional, difficult topic to talk about because of my experience and what I had gone through. So, I, you know, I, I get it. I get it. And I can only imagine. I can feel the trauma from the children already because I've been there and I understand that. And when I heard the news yesterday and while we were on the air, it came flooding back and it was very difficult. But... What we pride ourselves on on this program here is being able to, especially in politics, is to shut down that emotion for a second and look at the issue logically and what's to come. Because while we are in shock, which is why we were asking the questions yesterday, why would someone do this? What would be the purpose? What is the meaning of this? What is the purpose of this? People thrive and need purpose and understanding if there's a trauma in their life, whether it's a shooting, whether it's a death, whether it's a drama in the family, whether something happened, there's a need and a purpose to understand why and find that meaning. And I will tell you right now that we will never know the meaning of someone that's so convoluted that would want to walk into an elementary school and shoot up second, third, and fourth graders in an elementary. You just you you can't wrap your head around it. 
You can't grasp it. You can't comprehend it. And it's something that we will never truly understand. So while we are in that grieving process, and I'm not saying nobody grieve because, God, I'm still grieving on my end as well. While we are grieving, we also have to look at the ongoing battle because the battle never stops. And the other side of the aisle, unfortunately, has already politicized this, which is why we got this ridiculous, absurd speech from the Biden administration yesterday evening. As a nation, we have to ask, when in God's name are we going to stand up to the gun lobby? When in God's name we do what we all know in our gut needs to be done? I am sick and tired of it. We have to act. And don't tell me. We can't have an impact on this carnage. The idea that an 18-year-old kid can walk into a gun store and buy two assault weapons is just wrong. What in God's name do you need an assault weapon for except to kill someone? Deer aren't running through the forest with Kevlar vests on, for God's sake. It's just sick. And the gun manufacturers have spent two decades aggressively marking assault weapons, which make them the most and largest profit. For God's sake, we have to have the courage to stand up to the industry. Here's what else I know. Most Americans support common sense laws, common sense gun laws. <laughs> All right. So the idiot has spoken. He has no clue what he's talking about. And it's very evident. And most on the other side, unfortunately, that have politicized this to this degree don't know exactly what they're talking about in any way, shape or form. I have seen over the last 24 hours comments on social media. I have heard political pundits. I have seen posts on social media. I have seen comments from people that aren't even politically active. And the conversation, all of these conversations, have evolved around a few different topics, including the firearms, the gun obviously being the bad thing. I've seen the regulations. We're not doing a good enough job. I saw media going after the state of Texas and gun regulations there after Governor Greg Abbott, which is now going to bleed into the election here uh, coming up in November because Governor Greg Abbott has pridefully tried to support Second Amendment, pro-Second Amendment legislation in their state. The media coming out trying to rip on him about a tweet that he had made a couple of years ago about how California purchased more firearms in the state of Texas and how Texas needs to up their game a little bit. That's the level that we're dealing with right now. And in the wake of Tuesday's horrific massacre, a tweet Abbott posted in 2015 has resurfaced. In it, he... Okay, before we actually talk about the tweet, can you just hear the wording on there from CNN? In the wake of the shooting that happened yesterday, the resurfaced Twitter uh, tweet from 2012 resurfaced from Greg Abbott. Um, what does the tweet from 2012 have to do with shooting that happened yesterday? But you can tell the agenda right there. It's evident. It's blatant right in front of us. Calls on Texans to buy more guns, saying he was embarrassed. Texas fell behind California for new gun purchases. This all comes as the National Rifle Association is preparing to hold its annual meeting in Houston, Texas this weekend. That's the pathetic reporting from CNN. But while we're grieving, while we're going through the emotions... While we're trying to help and pray for the families and for the children that were affected with the shooting down in Texas, we need to remember as well that the battle never ends and this battle just ramped up because the other side never let a crisis go to waste.
Remember that? They will never back down and they will never rest. And while I'm not saying in any way, shape, or form, so don't you be calling me some Alex Jones conspiracy uh, conspiracy theorist, I'm not saying it was staged or planned in any way, shape, or form. I am, however, saying that it's the perfect timing for Democrats to take advantage of it in the best way possible for election season right now, for anti-gun advocates like Beto O'Rourke, who's running for governor in the state of California, in the state of Texas, and also for Democrats to try and pose a bill to ram it through while people are emotional to get a few wishy-washy Republicans to support it in the Senate, to get it through a Senate bill, to be able to ram it through the House and have President Obama, uh, President Obama, President Biden, one and the other, who really cares the difference between the two, sign it here in the next week or so uh, with some type of massive gun regulatory bill to make people feel like they've done something. These are all conversations that I've heard over the last 24 hours. The guns, the regulations, the background checks, and then who to blame. Of course, the Democrats are blaming Republicans and the GOP and the NRA. Republicans are blaming the Democrats for a lack of talk of mental illness and so on and so forth, which I would agree more so with that conversation. We've heard the blaming on video games, which can we please stop the garbage about how video games have an influence on this? I play many video games. My child at seven years old plays some video games, not video games like that, but she just plays video games. There are kids that sit there and play video games 10 hours a day, and they, by the way, make millions of dollars while I'm on the radio not making millions of dollars yet. <laughs> but we're going to one of these days. But they're playing, they're making millions of dollars playing video games, and they're not out there shooting. Video games don't have anything to do with it. The guns don't have any part of this conversation. The regulations don't have any part of this conversation. We have to come to this clear minded, as difficult as it is, and come to the realization that it comes down to the family values, the lack of religious uh, discussion in the household any longer, and the parents that are not taking responsibility over their children to where if they are watching, violent movies if they are playing video games it's not having a conversation with them it's not putting it into context and it's not making them realize that there's a difference between fantasy and reality that line's getting blurred and that's why we're starting to see this as much as i loved president ronald reagan obviously is a great solid conservative the one thing that he did do that i don't agree with that we're starting to see results from is him closing down mental health hospitals all over the country and putting mentally ill individuals onto the streets allowing mental issues to go unchallenged and unnoticed in communities with families that can't contain it to where we're starting to see an uptick in violence in communities all over the country. At the same time, the gun regulations that are in place right now are the ones prohibiting individuals to actually take matters into their own hands and stop the bad stuff from happening. These are the conversations that we're not having. These are the conversations that need to happen but if you mention this stuff, you get shut down very quickly from the left side of the aisle. So the politics have been played, the card has been laid down on the poker table, and they're playing their whole hand. They're pushing all of their chips in right now to try and create something. Because as we've said so many times on this program, they have zero platform. They have zero uh, positive policy. They have zero positive anything that's happened over the last two years under the Biden administration. They have nothing to run on. Now they have something. Which ironic is because before it was the abortion issue. So they want to allow abortion to kill the baby, but then they want to try and prevent shootings at schools because the children are somehow all of a sudden really, really important to them. They're on both sides talking out of both sides of their mouth. And it's fun to watch, although it's ironic and stupid all at the same time. And while everybody is very heightened on an emotional level right now, it's kind of sick the way that they're playing their cards. And they're being very vocal about it. 
they're being forward about it very much so because if you oppose any type of gun restriction bill right now, then you apparently want children to die in schools to the point where good old, uh, what's his name, Beto O'Rourke, candidate for governor in the state of Texas, tried to be a thorn in the side of Governor Greg Abbott, law enforcement, who was doing a press conference in Uvalde, Texas, and they ended up having to escort him out of the building. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Sit down. You're out of you're out of line and an embarrassment. Sit down. I do not like this. Next shooting is right now, and you are doing nothing. No. You need to get out of here. This isn't the place to talk to this over. This is totally predictable. Sir, you're out of line. Sir, you are out of line. Sir, you are out of line. Please leave this auditorium. I can't believe you're a sick son of a bitch that would come to a deal like this to make a political issue. There you go. Beto O'Rourke getting escorted out. Now, that was a entire stage full of law enforcement agents, U.S. Senator Ted Cruz, uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott. All there is Beto causing havoc. And it is, again, just absolutely pathetic. The narcissism of Democrats and progressives out there using this for a political stunt to build a campaign and a platform to cause havoc, to say that they're for children, but for their own political gain to try and win an election. It boils my blood more than I think anything else, even more so than watching, well, I don't know, anything that could really boil my blood more than watching children get massacred in a school shooting like that. But this is up there because then they use that for their political gain and he thinks that, haha, he got a cheap shot in. He's looking foolish. And by the way, if you're trying to win the state of Texas, good luck running on a platform like that because everybody in that community is now going to purchase a firearm to make sure they can protect their kids when they're out at grocery store. Just saying. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back in the program, 24 minutes past the hour, radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. So now that we're trying to be clear-headed about this, you know, it's that traumatized moment of, you know what, oh no, we're in a bad situation, we're in shock, but yet we need to move forward and try to think about how we need to respond to this. We have the other side screaming at the top of their lungs trying to go for gun control so what do we do to counter that what do we do to respond to that well we need to be aware of what they're trying to do and how we counter that now they're demonizing the nra convention that's coming up next week in texas as well which obviously the nra has their own issues as well i've been upset with the nra for a while they have spent our 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 dues dollars very inappropriately they have not done what they said they were going to do. They had connections to things that we don't want connections to. And the NRA is pretty much isolated on its own right now. At the same time, we still need organizations like that fighting for Second Amendment issues, which is why you have the Second Amendment Foundation. You have state conventions. I'm, part of the, I'm on the board for the Kansas State Rifle Association here in my state. There's different state organizations like that. There's the Gun Owners of America. There's a lot of really great organizations continuously fighting that fight. But the NRA is still kind of that straw man for the Democrats to attack. That is still the icon, the name, the label, the uh, the messaging, kind of like the MAGA crowd where you have the NRA crowd. That's the way Democrats identify us, and that's what they're going to go after. So the NRA convention's coming up. Another way for them to have another check on the box saying, look at that, they're still going to hold a convention, even while kids are being slaughtered and massacred, that they're still going to talk about their firearms and how precious it is to them when they just don't care about kids. They just don't care about X, Y, and Z. And I'm telling you, if that's the radical stance that Democrats are going to take. They're going to lose even further than what they have in the past with their elections already with the double digit losses that they're set on national polling as we speak right now. I mean, right now we have double digit victories or at least a lead for Kemp, who got the nomination for governor in the state of Georgia yesterday, going up against Stacey Abrams. We have Democrats losing massively across most states on these issues. And yet they bring up the issue that right now, at least until as of yesterday, the vast majority of the population was pushing further and further away from gun legislation, which is why Democrats dropped it. Because that has been their issue, and that's been their number one agenda for a really long time. And this just gives them the fuel and the opportunity to try and rebring it back up all over again. When we're in a, all of us, you and I, everybody, is in a vulnerable state. Because they want it to happen, whether it's popular or not. And the fact that it's been so unpopular lately, even all the way back during the last presidential election in 2016, uh, or in uh, yeah, 20, uh, 2020, I guess, 2016 as well, but 2020 was the big one where you had Beto and you had Eric Swalwell and you had Kamala Harris and you had Joe Biden and you had 
Uh, who else? There was another one, I think, that was vastly all about the gun control issue. That was their number one major platform. Guess what? All of them had less than a 5% approval rating when it came to the polls. Joe Biden squeaked through because they were all so divided. But the gun issue was the least popular of all of their agendas. But yet they still need it. So, of course, they're going to use it and politicize it. And it breaks my heart that, again, it's been politicized so much because here's the thing where both sides of the aisle can agree, but they don't quite grasp that yet, is that none of us, none of us want a school shooting, want to see another shooter walk into a public school or any school or any public area, a grocery store or a school or a restaurant. None of us want to see that happen on either side of the aisle. So while they try to play the politics of we're open to compromise, come to the table and talk about some form of gun control, we're open to compromise, I'm not compromising on the values that I know are true, but we can have a discussion on what to do to prevent this because the guns aren't the issue. So as long as you get that through your thick skull, progressives, we can have a conversation, a progressive conversation. One that actually accounts for something. One that actually does something instead of a feel-good, we feel like it's going to do something, so now we can go about our day all over again until the next one happens. I'm not okay with that. I want to actually be productive in solving this issue, and it goes a hell of a lot deeper than just the gun conversation. Major Fred Galvin, he'll be on the program right around the corner. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome back into the program, radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting all over the country with multiple radio stations all over the place. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. Welcome back into the show. We'll get back to the uh, updates on the shooting from Texas here in just a little bit. Real quickly, though, I do want to show as we uh, have the left-wing mob going after the guns and that being the major focal points. It's not a popular topic to have on the mainstream right now, but the media losing it over over Ted Cruz's comments. Inevitably, when there's a murder of this kind, uh, you see politicians trying to, try to politicize it. Uh, you see Democrats and a lot of folks in the media whose immediate solution is to try to restrict uh, the constitutional rights of law-abiding citizens. That doesn't work. It's not effective. It doesn't prevent crime. doesn't prevent crime. We see that if you would get rid of the largest populated cities in the nation, 
with their gun restrictions and get rid of their gun data, including Chicago, Washington, D.C., New York City. You just wipe them out and you don't count their gun crime data. We are the safest nation on the face of the earth. And yet those cities are the ones that put us up to one of the most dangerous nations on the face of the earth. And guess what? What do they have all in common? Can we play the can we play the song for a second? What's uh, what would that be? Let's see. Got to think about it. Uh, population. Yeah. OK. Population a little bit. Uh, what else would it be? Oh, yeah. I think that's probably because, um, well, they all have high gun regulations. Drives me nuts. Welcome back into the show. Let's get into what's trending. We have limited time with our next guest, and I'm really honored and excited to have this guy on the program. What's trending today? As we shifted gears just a little bit from uh, issues here on the home front to issues, well, kind of on the home front here and abroad, as uh, this guy, has, he's kind of a badass. Let's just put it that way. He is the author of the new book, A Few Bad Men, the true story of U.S. Marines ambushed in Afghanistan and betrayed in America. He is retired from the U.S. Marines. It is Major Fred Galvin here on the line with us here. Major, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Andy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on the show. And first and foremost, thank you so much for your service and what you've done uh, and all the experience that you've had. What a conversation. We've talked to a lot of people on the program about the withdrawing of troops out of Afghanistan, the individuals still trying to help refugees out of Afghanistan, the chaos that ensued with that we withdrawal, but from your perspective, with your book here and with what you've seen and what you've experienced and some of the missions that you've had over there, talk about your experience and what you saw firsthand when it came to our involvement over in Afghanistan right now. Yes, thanks, Andy. This uh, book, A Few Bad Men, is not about anything that's anti-American, anti-national defense. I, uh, to explain and provide examples, I served 27 years in the Marine Corps, starting out uh, in the infantry, moved over to force reconnaissance, the Marine Corps' elite uh, behind the enemy lines forces, and uh, we specialize in direct action precision raids. And then we moved into, uh, in 2006, they formed the Marine Special Operations Command, and I was the first commanding officer of the task, Marine Special Operations Task Force that deployed into Afghanistan. Uh, this event is a, is a big event that... Uh, led to, it was the largest alleged killing of uh, Afghan civilians. So talk about gun control. This was a, this situation, of course, the media loves spinning it. And to kind of set the scene, we entered this village on the Afghan-Pakistan border, right where, you know, you talk about guns and where guns can go. Um, and the Pakistan side was a training sanctuary uh, where we couldn't go. But those uh, foreign fighters, they get fully radicalized. They came across into the Afghanistan side. And the very first village that's on the Afghan side was a town called Badi Ko. And as we entered that village, we knew something was about ready to happen. We'd passed through there three hours prior. It was the normal pattern of life. Uh, men, women, children in this market and bazaar. What happened when we entered the second time at 9 o'clock in the morning, a complete visibility was... Everyone lined up was fighting age men, lined up on the side of the road looking for you know, something was about ready to happen. Mm. A car bomb blew up right in front of us, in front of the front of our patrol of 30 Americans. We shot at, got shot at uh, immediately after that car bomb, which was a van filled with explosives and shrapnel, burned the trees 100 feet in the air, but it went off right in front of our second team. Uh, there's a sergeant that took the brunt of that blast. It was a miracle that he was alive. He did get some shrapnel on his arm, but he stood up. He was on fire. 
he saw that there was a sports utility vehicle coming uh, with three jihadists hanging out of the windows, firing AK-47s fully automatic at us. He aimed in with one other uh, Marine who had a machine gun from uh, the back of that vehicle. There's an open-air troop compartment. They made very quick work killing the jihadists that were firing at us. The driver bailed out into a ditch, and he did continue to return fire. Uh, he survived, and he actually testified against us as a prosecution's witness during the court of inquiry the following year. But then as soon as that uh, gun battle ended or subsided, we were shot at on the right side of the road, the opposing side. And this was by dismount forces. It was a well-planned and coordinated ambush against us. So we counterattacked against that force that had a element that was providing suppressive fire while another dismounted element would maneuver forward. And they were bounding in these echelons uh, advancing towards us. We were in our, Vehicles, we never dismounted from our vehicles because we knew there was four suicide bombers that we were actually planning to go meet with the tribal leaders. But when one detonated himself directly in front of us, we knew that it's not time to have chai. This is, uh, the fight is on. So uh, we made quick work out of uh, the echelon that was fighting at us from the right, killed them in that dry riverbed. We were continuously receiving sniper fire from a mountain uh, the impact of the side of our vehicles. They tried to trap us in that kill zone, that ambush site, by dragging a vehicle across the road. A mob of unarmed men swarmed at us, so we fired far above their heads. They dispersed like the Red Sea, and we uh, did. We headed back to our base. 20 minutes later, this was on BBC radio, saying that Americans had killed uh, innocent Afghan uh, women and children. So this was the largest number of alleged uh, women and children, you know, Afghan civilians, uh, from direct fire weapons, rifles, machine guns, yeah. in the uh, 20 years we were in Afghanistan, and uh, turned into the longest trial in Marine Corps history. I'm going to give a little tease that this trial was not, this was a kangaroo court. It didn't go to a court martial where you have to have 90% of the evidence to support your case. It was a court of inquiry where they manipulated the evidence every time our I was a defendant, one of two. Anytime we'd have a defense witness providing any exculpatory data, they would that testimony. The the media was escorted completely out of the courtroom, two buildings over. So they got one side of the story. And this story, a few bad men, shows this information warfare, not just from the Taliban side, but what our senior military leaders who have not, as you mentioned, Danny, Afghanistan was caught for what it was last August. That was a retreat, not a a summer retreat as a, as it was in one sense, but it was, we retreated from the country as the most powerful nation in this planet. And there's been no accountability for that. So, but, uh, what these senior military leaders did, uh, they are a few bad men and we cannot have a force that's led by incompetent commanders that have moral hazards with their actions and lack of character. Yeah. And they cannot demoralize their force as we're seeing what's going on in Russia and Ukraine, when a force does not trust its senior leaders and they're demoralized, they're ineffective. Uh, so, Amen to uh, that. What would be the reason? What, yeah. What's the political reason or the, the meaning of blaming you for firing upon Afghan civilians, innocent civilians, which is what we're there trying to like stop from happening with the terrorist groups that are over there? What would be the purpose for that? to take you to court, to block out the media, to do this kangaroo court just for one side of the aisle, and to try to demonize you guys for such an operation? Great question, and twofold. 
Uh, first, we'll talk about generals, and then next, we'll talk about politicians. So the Marine Corps was ordered, literally ordered by then-Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld, who had previously been a Secretary of Defense right after the Vietnam War, towards the tail end of the Vietnam War. But he realized from Vietnam that there was uh, leaders who had utilized Special Operations Forces in guerrilla warfare very effectively. So he... Dr. Rumsfeld was a believer in this. He ordered all of the Marine, of all services to increase their capacity for Special Operations Forces. The Marine Corps resisted, just like they did in 1987 when they formed the Special Operations Command from all joint forces. The Green Braves and SEALs participated, same with the Air Force. The Marine Corps did not. And the Marine Corps always prided itself on being an elite force, not needing, not wanting any elite within elite. So it was this ego-driven, we're not going to participate and then when we went in and we had the first event that could be perceived as some type of wrongdoing or misconduct, it was the Marine generals that came after us. Wow. Also, the second uh, side of the sword was politically in 2007, when this occurred in Afghanistan, we were going into a general presidential election cycle. And general, you, you probably remember, Andy, there's a full-page ad in the New York Times that they took out as a hit ad against General Petraeus, yep. stating General Betraeus, because he surged over 100,000 American forces into Afghanistan. Sure. So what that caused is Americans had a negative sentiment towards the, the loss of life and limb in Iraq, and then we had this event with our the task force that I was a commanding officer of in Afghanistan, that uh, we became political pawns. And, you know, being from Kansas myself, I was unaware at that time that the media would just, you know, ignite this. So what we had was rioting across Afghanistan. It started in Jalalabad. The president of Afghanistan at that time, Hamid Karzai, publicly condemned us. Yes. And then the generals buckled, and we were offered up as the disposable element that could be removed, and we were sent to a trial max punishment for the charge of 19 uh, civilians killed was homicide which was death penalty uh, unbelievable major we're, we're out of time here we got to take a hard break can you stick over with us one more segment or do you have to go i'm here for you Andy. Uh, perfect hang on the line here we got to take a hard break here i'd love to continue this conversation when we come back fascinating stories with major fred galvin here author of a few bad men we'll the discuss this when we come back stay here with andy hoosier Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Last few minutes here of the show. I love hearing these stories and it riles me up. It angers me and it makes me appreciate the military all the more of what's going on, what they have to deal with. The fact that they get the green light to say, hey, there's the bad guy. Go get the bad guy. And then all the red tape that just makes their job all the more difficult. And then we wonder why we can't win a conflict. I mean, we really would. Haven't really won one since, like, World War II. So, well done, politicians. Well done, D.C. You guys doing great. Right now, the book is A Few Bad Men, The True Story of U.S. Marines Ambush in Afghanistan and Betrayed in America. It is Major Fred Galvin. He's retired uh, from the U.S. Marine Corps. And, Major, first off, again, thank you for your service. Thank you for what you've done, all the different operations, all the different things that you've done in the military. Talk about, as you were kind of leaving off that story, is that with this case where you guys had this operation they ambushed you they blew up the vehicles they attacked you the civilians ran at you you shot up in the air and made them run away and then the media everybody turns on you saying that you guys ended up harming a whole bunch of afghan civilians before and after talk about the contrast of the mentality of civilians in afghanistan before and after this were they on your side did they see what you were trying to do and did this operation end up changing that mindset Well. They did see what we were doing uh, as the U.S. military and their coalition in Afghanistan, uh, but it really doesn't make any difference when who rules the actual environment are Taliban warlords uh, that assassinate, use beheadings, uh, strong coercion. So if we're not actually in there in large enough numbers, but uh, the overall strategy to begin with, this hearts and minds, uh, sounds good if you're on the Oprah Winfrey show. Uh, maybe on PowerPoint presentations, some college student, the, the theories failed. There has been no accountability. And if after 20 years, these generals, you saw General Mattis, who Trump had literally fired, uh, urging to not fire General John Nicholson, who was a key character in this book, A Few Bad Men, who condemned us during an ongoing criminal investigation, condemned us in front of the press. This was unprecedented for an army civilian or army senior officer to do such a thing it's uh it's unethical and that's how you know he got promoted to a four-star general so when general nicholson got promoted four stars he went over he was in charge of all forces in afghanistan uh trump wanted to fire him uh, secretary of defense mattis everybody urged no because you know if president starts firing generals who else's head will be in the basket sure so 
you know, the, the, the big problem, Andy, is there has been no accountability. You have a uh, commander-in-chief currently with Secretary of Defense and Chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff that said after last August that everything went swimmingly. They painted this rosy picture, and no senior leaders have been held accountable. What they have also, those three amigos, have said was that their number one concern in the Department of Defense is this white male extremism. So uh, my, my question is, you know, I, as a special operator, that was my career for 27 years. Uh, when we go after networks of terrorists that are organized in this fashion, who, we find out who their leaders are, how they're communicating, what's their organization look like, where are they located, what weapons are they using. None of this has been even socialized, so it's, but it's what it is, is there's an active division inside the United States to do that, just that, to divide the United States. That's our center of gravity that you may like it in Kansas. I may like it in Hawaii, but we can all agree that we should have the right to basic freedoms, uh, freedom to vote, worship, freedom to press. But they are trying to divide this and put, you know, vilify mainly the white men and, uh, and divide our military. How effective is that? That's works counterproductive. So a few bad men shows their actions. It shows what I spent 11 years, Andy, before I even retired and moved back to Kansas, it shows exactly what I did to get this uh, courtroom testimony declassified. And this is their quotes, what they said on the stand. They thought they'd be protected. Uh, I went to federal court twice, uh, fighting for the, through saying my Freedom of Information Act has uh, been denied. This, as I had described, was a gunfight on the side of the road. This was not Jason Bourne's knock list or the locations of submarines at sea. It was a a gun battle, yeah. and they they covered everything up. It's now declassified. When you read the sworn statements on the stand of what these senior leaders did, there there will need to be accountability if we ever expect to uh, not just have another forever war, which are very financially lucrative to retired generals. This no general left behind program, where they all leave the Pentagon and walk over to sure. Raytheon, General Dynamics, Lockheed Martin. Yeah. Uh, look where. General Dunford went. Lockheed Martin, where did Mattis go? Right back to General Dynamics. You're right, Major. It is. It is criminal, and I'm glad that it's coming out. Everybody needs to read this book, A Few Bad Men, Major. Fred Galvin, we're out of time, my friend. Thank you for your service. Thank you so much for writing this book. Let's get you back on the show again here real soon, my friend. Great. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. That does it for us today. Podcast up in a little bit. Until then, this is The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government, censorship, and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch The Voice of Reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for all alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.